One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 39. I am so excited to welcome my friend, Mariah Tompkinson, back onto the show. In episode 14, Mariah joined us for a conversation around beating overwhelm and getting organized. And in today's episode, Mariah is back to share more of her organizational genius as we approach doing something that is probably on a lot of our minds making a plan for 2021. Mariah runs Bloom Hustle Grow, where she helps female service-based entrepreneurs create systems and implement strategies to help them achieve their goals. Mariah is an expert in planning and getting organized, and this is the perfect time of year to get your ducks in a row and get ready to head into 2021 calm and with a clear plan of action. Mariah is one of my best business friends and has helped me so much with systems and organization that save me time and energy. I am so, so grateful for her brilliance and her friendship and for letting me completely put her on the spot in this podcast episode, which you will hear toward the end. In this episode, we talk about Mariah's process for approaching yearly planning. She shares how to take stock of the current state of your business identify one or more if you like to break rules, North Star goal, the difference between a goal and a project, how to confirm that you have the right goal that aligns with your life, and most importantly, how to translate a goal into actions and projects that you will actually do. This conversation was so much fun and even more important, so full of value. Here it is. Hey, Mariah, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here. Yay. Um, this is going to be super fun. So this we're talking in early December. And this is the time of year where if they haven't done it already, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people haven't, people are starting to think about 2021, like we're moving past this like very wild year. Um, what What is 2021 going to look like? How do we start setting ourselves up for like the best possible year we can have? Um, and so I'm so excited to have you here to walk us through that. You are the most organized person I know. <laughs> so um, before we dig in, Mariah has been on the podcast before. I'm sure you guys have listened to that episode. But just for anyone who's not familiar with you, could you give everyone an introduction to you, what your business looks like, and just maybe a little bit of background of how you got there? Sure. So My name's Mariah, and my business is Bloom Hustle Grow, and I help service-based entrepreneurs get their operations organized and optimized to make the hustle happier, and we do that through establishing processes and systems that just help their business run smoother and prepare them for growth. 
Um, and I was, I don't know. I'm like, how did I get into my business? Um, <laughs> um, I have had my business for over three years and I kind of started out being just more like general business strategy, but I've always had like, uh, yeah, I've always been really organized and I've always had a passion for like, having things, you know, the operation side of the business and having things organized. Every single job I've ever had, I've made SOPs for. Um, I actually had a boss one time be like, isn't there like a computer game or something on your computer that you can just play instead of like reorganizing <laughs> all the things? <laughs> because oh my he did gosh. enough work for me. Like I, I transferred his whole CRM system to like a new system that was integrated with like other stuff that he had. So I've like, I've kind of always been in the operation space, even if that wasn't my title in prior jobs. Um, I have a bachelor's in business administration and I have an MBA and I also have a certification in um, director of business operations. Awesome. And just a fun tidbit is that Mariah and her husband and their um, dog that was adopted partway through spent last year, a lot of last year, traveling the country in an RV. Yes, um, it was quite the exciting experience. But, you know, with COVID and everything, we just could not. I, my anxiety went well now for that anymore. <laughs> and we could, yeah. quickly, quickly relocated to Denver um, right at the end of March when things started to kind of shut down. And, it, you know, we realized this is a big deal. So we've been in place since then. So that's been kind of like a jarring adjustment for us, but in a good way because now we have space and we all have our own offices and we're not competing for time and quiet and, you know, all those good things when you share a small space, which I actually think is a lot of people's realities this year. It's right. like everybody's in one space. And I'm like, yeah, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you have some tips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Well, let's jump in. And I've, listener, I've authorized Mariah to ask me questions about um, my planning. Mariah and I became good friends because she helped me get organized because I am actually not very organized, or at least mm, I'm not organized in a way that like is always helpful for business planning. (laughs) Let's put it that way. So let's start with a very big question, which is, um, you know, I love this idea of like waking up January 1st and being like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, let's get to work. I have a plan. But how do I go from me right now, stressed out, end of 2020, vague ideas for the new year, but like really nothing planned to the state of feeling like I'm like, I have something of a clear goal. I have clear action steps mapped out. Like I'm organized. So that is a big question, Lord. <laughs> so, you know, really what you want to do is kind of look, like take a step back out of your business, you know, just like reflect on the highs and the lows in this current year, you know, what's working, what's not working. I think that's really important. It's the kind of take stock in how you're feeling like in the present time. So then you can really take what's working for your business into the next year and really leave what's no longer serving you in your business, you know, in this year. Like, I think that's a really important thing is because it's really easy for us to just get on the hamster wheel kind of of like, okay, I have to post now or I do these videos or, you know, like, I just get up and 
my inbox <laughs> takes over my day. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's really mm-hmm. easy to kind of get on the hamster hamster wheel of your business um, day to day. And really business planning and doing that strategic plan gives you an opportunity to just take that step back, take a breath and really look at it from a less like, I have to do this, I have to do this standpoint and more of like, okay, what works, what doesn't work and what doesn't, what do I not want to do anymore? You know, like what is really just dragging me down in, in different aspects of your business and it can be different things. Like for some people, it is their marketing. For other people, it's the clients they're serving. Um, for other people, it's, you know, the fact that they're not reaching their goals. So it just, you know, it's really important to kind of have a, like what is happening right now and where am I at to be able to move forward? Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. So the first step is to sort of do a bit of like a postmortem on how this year went and like what we enjoy doing, what we don't enjoy doing and like what has gone well and what hasn't. What is next? And then you really want to make sure that you have kind of one main goal for your business. And it should be something really high level. Um, I'm not going to get all into SMART goals. um, And in case anybody doesn't know what SMART goals are, it's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Um, I don't, I mean, all of those things are good things and you, it should be measurable and it should be something that's like kind of has multiple steps and is a big picture goal for your business. But I really think it's important to have like kind of a North star for your business. So and it's going to depend on what motivates you as to what that goal needs to be. So, you know, for a lot of people, it can be a revenue goal, right? Like we all hear about like, I want to make, you know, 100K in my business <laughs> or whatever. So, you know, that's kind of a common one. And that's, that's a good goal to have. You should be making money in your business. However, you know, it can be a goal of like, maybe only want 30 hours, I only want to work 30 hours a week. And that can be a really good goal to work towards too. So maybe it's because, you know, you want to spend more time with your kids, or you just want to have more free time in your life, or, you know, you feel like your business is consuming all of your free time. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's kind of important to have that kind of overarching goal of, you know, where are you at in your business for this coming year? And what is that, you know, what is that big goal that you're going to work towards that all your projects, that your marketing strategy, everything supports that particular goal and your business operations and your day-to-day operations support you moving towards whatever that larger big picture is. I really like that you made the point about like, maybe your goal isn't revenue. Maybe it's to work 30 hours a week. I think a lot of people start their business because like they want more freedom or they want like a better quality of life. And then they don't really think about like they don't keep that in mind as a goal when they start working in their business. And most of us end up working a lot and like kind of hustling and, um, you know, maybe aren't um, disciplined about like focusing on what's most important to us, which is different for different people. Like revenue is not necessarily going to be the number one motivator for everyone. I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast will relate to like, having other motivations in business aside from just making as much money as possible. So um, I really like that. I just feel like it's very empowering to be able to like kind of have this blank slate of what do you want to get out of your business? And like money might be one thing 
And like, certainly a business needs to like make money to some extent, but um, there's a lot of other things that businesses can do for you, can do for your community and like the world around you. So I love that as a starting point. I, and I think it's really important to have this one like main goal be something you feel really motivated about. So, you know, you may say, I want 100K, but why do you want $100,000 as your goal? Like, you know, what are you going to do with that? How is it going to improve your life? Like, what is the more, the bigger picture that anchors that goal for you? Because I think that helps people stay more motivated, you know, and it could be that you want to help like, you know, 100 women and whatever your capacity is, it's like, how you do your business. And that certainly can be a goal as well, right? Like, but then like, you know, what does that look like? And why are you helping them? And how are you helping them? If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so I think it is really important for you when you think of this like main overarching goal is to have it be something that lights you up and that you feel grounded in. Um, Cause it's easy just to kind of pick a number out of the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really important to have it like kind of the why behind it, I think. Right. Um, what would you say to people who are like, I mean, maybe I'm asking this for myself, so I'll just come out and ask it for myself. What about when you have like so many different things, like people who have different strands to their businesses, or in some cases like mine, like maybe even different businesses? <laughs> um, would you? I just, I, I am having this reaction and I'm sure other people are too of like, I don't, I can't pick just one thing. Like, you know, like, can we have one thing per, I don't know, sort of branch or is it really like, no, you need to focus like essentialism, focus on one thing. And like, there can be other things happening, but like the one thing is where you're going to kind of direct most of your energy. So you, you know, me, Lauren, I am very like, everything should be customizable to you, right? Like, so it's kind of whatever you want. Like, I hate when people tell me how to do like, you have to do it in this way. Like, I hate that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so I do think, I think like having like just I think having a North Star to what motivates you is important. You know, if you need three to motivate you, okay. Um, You know, but make sure they kind of all align with each other, right? Like, it's hard to say, I want to double my income and I want to cut my hours in half. Like, those are kind of two competing goals that might, you know, you're going to end up being pretty frustrated. I recommend Mm -hmm. kind of picking one and then, you know, moving on to the next goal if that's you know, something you do. And and people also worry about like, is my goal big enough? Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter if you check it off in January, good for you. You can pick another one for February. Um, So I don't know that there's like one right answer because I am very like, do what you want to do what feels good. And you know, don't tell Mm -hmm. me what to do. (laughs) Um, But it's really important to have something that you can go back to and be like, you know, why am I working all these hours? Or, you know, why am I putting this time into my business? You know, where is that leading me to? So you really want that to, you know, you want something that can be your guide and kind of your touch point when you make strategic decisions about your business. So it's like, you know, when you're sitting down and asking yourself, okay, I said this year, I want to, you know, have more time with my family. And that was really important. And so my goal was to, you know, reduce my work hours. That's in, in, it would compete if you're also like, you know what, I want to speak at 50 conferences. Like those goals don't 
align with each other and that strategy doesn't align with your big overarching goal. So it's really important Mm -hmm. just to have that North Star. Um, And if you have three, then I'm going to say that's okay as long as they kind of align with each other and it makes sense. Yeah. Or like at minimum, they're not in direct conflict. Like you're just saying, that's a great example. Like I want to speak at all these conferences, but I also want to spend time with my family. Like those cannot coexist. So um, that's a really great point. I also like, like that you said, can your goal be too small? I was actually, this is on my little scribbling page of notes to ask you before you even said that. I feel like there's kind of two schools of thoughts when it comes, well, there's many schools of thoughts, but when it comes to like the size of the goal, there's the one size side that's like, make it manageable. And then there's the other side that's like, aim high, reach for the stars. You'll like land on something, whatever that saying is. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that your answer there is like to, to, to focus on a goal that is manageable and know that you can always kind of like set a new goal when you meet it. Is that fair to say? Yes, I think that's fair to say. And I do think it kind of depends on your personality. I think for some people having that really big number that just seems like, you know, just a huge dream or, you know, like a big jump motivates them. For other people, it really scares them. So I think you kind of have to know what kind of person you are. Um, You know, if you if that big goal is scaring you, maybe break it down. Like maybe instead of 100K, you say, I want to make like 8,000 a month in revenue. You know what I mean? Like, cause that is maybe easier for you to digest in your mind and it doesn't put you off. Cause it, it really depends. Like some people are frustrated if they don't see themselves like making those big leaps towards their goals. Um, you know, so smaller broken down goals are better for them. Whereas other people are like, if it's too small, they're like, why freaking bother? You know, so I, it really depends kind of on your personality and how you're motivated. Um, I think goal setting is just in alignment a lot with um, mindset work in your business as well. So it's just kind of like getting to know yourself and getting to know how you work best and what motivates you. I would say just be careful. Don't really... You need to make sure you have a goal and not a project. So, you know, for example, like redoing your website's not really a goal. That's a project. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So a goal is like, it's a revenue number. It's like, like you said, the number of hours that you're working, it's impacting X number of people or donating X number of dollars, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. You want it to be something bigger picture, not necessarily like a project you check off if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay. Love this. So we have our one like North star goal or three, if you're me and (laughs) don't follow the rules. Um, Well, how do we sort of translate this into a plan? So first of all, I kind of like everybody to do a check-in themselves about their goal because you know again it's kind of easy just to pull a number out of the air or just be like this is what I'm feeling so you know number one does this goal align with your goals outside of your business so this Mm. is you know again in alignment with like if this is your goal you know does things that are happening outside your business align with this goal so you know for example if you're like training for like a triathlon or something that may be is going to take a lot of time that you may have to pull that time out of your business. So, you know, that may be uh, an indication that 
maybe this is not the year to like double your client intake, right? Like, right. so first of all, you kind of just want to make sure, you know, are there any outside business goals that are going to compete with this goal and what's going to be required to make this goal happen? And then number two, is this the season in your business to make this goal happen? Um, I think sometimes like we get really caught up in the build, build, build momentum in business and Sometimes it's just not the season to be in that growth mode right now. So like you you do need to really consider like, is this the time to make these big things happen in my business? Or maybe is this year to be like in more maintenance mode in my business? And, you know, I table this idea until next year because I have other things happening in my life that are incompatible with my particular desire of my, you know, in my business life. Uh, my example was like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to do like these summits and podcasts, like in the year that we started RVing. And I quickly was like, oh my God, this was like, this was dumb. <laughs> well, like my overall goal was like more visibility. Um, but I was like, I cannot manage this and manage my clients and deal with like the insert, you know, like the schedule uncertainty of living in the RV. <laughs> so it's like, right. okay, I have to ditch that goal. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's important to just step, step back and kind of make sure your goal aligns with like what's what else is happening in your life. And then um, what you really need to do is what needs to shift in your business operations to make this goal happen? Um, I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest question and kind of breaking down your goal within your business strategy is kind of what needs to shift to make this happen. So, you know, do you need like, do you need to take on more clients? Do you need to find more clients? So do you need to up your visibility? Do you need to up your marketing? Um, you know, or is it, do you need to automate more of your stuff? Do you need to increase your prices? You know, do you need to restructure your packages because you don't have enough time to make your revenue goals and serve the people that you're serving right now in their current capacity because you're like trading like, you know, a dollar, like, the dollar for hours kind of thing in your at capacity. You know what I mean? So you really have to think about what needs to shift in your business operations to make this goal happen. Mm-hmm. And then you want to look at the timeline for this. So I, I like to be like, you can do all the things you can't do all the things at the same time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. for instance, if your goal is to work less hours and your strategy to do that is to create a course, like you're not going to be able to just like January one, start, mar- you know, like create your course and market it like all in like the first week, right? So you really need to make a timeline for, you know, how you're going to accomplish this goal and like, what are the projects that have to happen as well as, you know, when are they going to happen? And what needs to shift in your current operations to make those happen? Because you can't, create more time. (laughs) So you need to change, you know, maybe you need to drop some clients. So you know, you're going to drop income in order to make time to create that course. Or maybe you need to start working Sundays to create your course, because you don't have any time during your week, you know, it's kind of up to you how you solve that puzzle. But whenever you make big changes in your business and shifts, there's always some kind of trade off you have to do. So I always ask people like, what are you going to give up to make this happen? Yeah. And people resist that, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Um, it's usually a hard conversation. But generally, like, so you, I mean, a lot of times it's two options. You either have to give up time or you have to give up money. 
and those are kind of the two hard, you know, kind of hard decisions that a lot of people have to balance in their business when they're making big shifts. Yeah, I can think of an example of this from my business, which was like really hard for me, actually, emotionally, even though it was just a newsletter. I used to do this email every week called the Good Sheila Weekly, and I did it for like two years. Every Wednesday I would go out. I I missed like a couple, but for the most part, like I think over a hundred were sent. And it was this roundup of just like my favorite things. It wasn't promotional. It was just like, here's an artist I really like. Here's a quote I like. Here's a book recommendation or a TV show, whatever. And it was really like a labor of love. It took me hours every week. And um, I just like when I ended up taking over the store, Station 7 this past year, and then like podcast like kind of came into being, I realized I just didn't like I had to drop something and that is something that took a lot of time and actually wasn't really directly tied to my goals. Um, even though like I loved the idea of doing it and like I, you know, I, I know that my audience liked reading it, but it just, you know, it had to be cut. And I think it's a good reminder to people like and myself included that like sometimes it's not clear cut when you have to cut something out. Like sometimes you're going to have to cut something out. You might still like, or there might be still good elements of, or, you know, even like, let's say you're a product-based business. Like maybe you have a product that's really popular that your like audience loves, but it takes you so much time to make it that like the margin just isn't there. Like sometimes there will be things that you have to cut out that are not fun (laughs) to do like things that you might love. But I mean, that's just part of like, like you're saying, you're going to have to free up time and money somehow to like, if you're looking for your business to evolve and like move toward this North Star goal, you're going to have to give up something to make room for something new. Yeah, it's really important to be intentional about it. Otherwise, that's kind of, I think, where a lot of people like meet burnout and frustration is because instead of like intentionally being like, okay, what am I going to give up and like, let me plan for it. They just keep piling things on their plate until stuff starts falling off. <laughs> and right. then they feel really bad about it. And then they're like, Oh my God, I didn't get this done or I didn't get this done or I'm like failing in this area of my life. Um, and so that's why it's really important to kind of do that step and be like, okay, what has to change in my day to day, you know, life, business operations, all that, what needs to change to be able to make these steps forward and to be able to make this growth happen. Mm-hmm. And growth can be anything. I don't necessarily just mean money. Like, you know, there's a lot of different motivators and it's still growth within like yourself and your business and kind of your impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a good point. So Lauren, I would love to ask you and hear you, like, what's one of the things I know you said you might have three, but maybe like, what's an overarching goal that motivates you? Like, and it can be a past goal. It doesn't have to be like a goal this, you know, for 2021. I know this has been a weird year, so I don't want to exactly put you on the spot, but, (laughs) um, you know, like, could you maybe give an example of a higher, like overarching goal that you've had? Mm -hmm. Um... So I need to do my thinking about it for 2021. Um, But one thing, I would say my big goal of maybe like the last couple years, like I'll say for Good Sheila, has been focusing on wholesale. So um, 
I like was so stationary. I have two revenue streams. I sell it retail, which means like directly to customers through my website. I used to do that in person at events also. Um, and then there's the wholesale route, which is selling it at a different, at a low price point to stores who then sell it to their customers. And for a long time, I was spending so much time doing the retail side of things, like trying to sell it through my website and in person at events, which like just takes up so much time and energy. Um, but despite spending maybe like 80% of my time on that, actually I made more money from the wholesale just because it's more efficient with like a lower price point product. So the last couple of years, my focus has been more on wholesale. Um, and yeah, I feel like, I don't know if this is like as much of a North star question. Like it's not so much a like specific goal, um, but it's more of like, I want to spend my time on wholesale. I don't want to spend it on retail. Um, so that's one thing that's like immediately coming to mind. I don't know if that's, that answers that's your question. That's a good one. Well, only because that, you know, that would influence a lot of your marketing decisions, right? Like, right. okay, so I'm not, you know, because I'm doing this, I'm not going to go to like, the little art fair event, not that they're not fun and great, but I'm going to, you know, instead spend my time and maybe go to like the wholesaler event or and stuff like that. So it definitely like influences how you present your materials and where you're putting your time in for marketing in your whole, your overall strategy there, as well as probably like looking at your price points and, you know, what sells like kind of maybe making decisions on your designs that, align with your wholesale goals as opposed to kind of more of your just like smaller audience goals. Right. And then I think the sort of like what's coming to mind for a goal for making good, which is what we're talking this, which is this podcast <laughs> as everyone knows, um, is, is not totally narrowed down yet, like refined, but it's basically around how many people, how many businesses can I help make a positive impact through their business. Um, And I don't have like a number goal for that yet. And this podcast is like new as of 2020. So I didn't have a ton of strategy going into it. And like, now that I'm kind of seeing how, like what kind of content people like and what kind of content do I like to create? And um, I don't know, just kind of feeling my way through it. I feel like 2021 will be a good year to get really intentional. We were just talking about this before we hit record is like getting a little more strategic about the podcast and um, some other things that I have like in the works related to it that just are on the same kind of like train of thought around doing good through small business. That's amazing, Lauren. And um, I mean, that's a really good example of a motivator, right? It's like, I want to make X amount of money so I can donate X amount of money. That might be somebody's like bigger picture goal, which can be, you know, really amazing and a motivator for a lot of people. Um, and I don't you have something for people like to help people think through this? Because I actually think, you know, having that kind of like larger, like doing good picture can help definitely like in somebody who's trying to kind of come up with like, what's my North star goal? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. (laughs) I see where you're going. Um, I have a PDF guide to figuring out what you care about and how you're going to bake it into your business. So 
Um, it's called the Good Business Statement Worksheet, and you can download it at Making Good Podcast slash Good Business. It's like a pretty lengthy, like it's you'll have to put some work into it, but it's a workbook that guides you through identifying what you care about um, in terms of like identifying the core values that motivate you and your business, mapping those values to specific actions that you're going to take, and then writing it into a concise, clear, well-written statement that you can, A, sort of stand behind for your business, but B, like use in your marketing as well so that people who support you know kind of what their money is going toward. So um, yes, thank you for that, Mariah. That is actually like a great place to start in terms of a lot of people that listen to this podcast are going to be people who might have motivators other than just let me make as much money as possible. So if you relate to that, and let me say, like, there's nothing wrong with making money. (laughs) Like, I hope we all do. But um, if you relate to the idea of like wanting to think about some other things that you'll do through your business, that would be a really good place to start. So yeah, that's makinggoodpodcast.com slash good business. Yeah, I think the good business guide could definitely help people just kind of start thinking bigger picture. And then they can break that down. It's like, how does that bigger vision, you know, reflect for my my vision for this year? And, you know, again, it, everybody should make money. That's why you have a business. Otherwise, you know, you don't have a business if you're not making money at it. But mm-hmm. your, that money can make a bigger impact. And it doesn't always have to be the dollar amount. It can be, you know, I want to donate X amount. And I know I need to make X amount to be able to donate that amount or, you know, impacting X number of people or X number of businesses or, you know, whatever kind of your higher higher picture is. But it like, I think mm-hmm. that bigger statement can help you decide, okay, this year, how, you know, how does my goal reflect that? Like, how does this big overarching goal reflect my vision for my business? Right. Yeah. And I think one other thing about like having this sort of <laughs> ulterior motive to your business, like for good, a good ulterior motive <laughs> is that it can help you like I've sometimes felt uncomfortable with like personally money wise with being like, I want to make as much money as possible, even though I do want to make a lot of money because I want to have money personally, but I also want to like use it to do good. Um, but for me, it's been like a helpful like mindset shift around. No, I really do want to make a lot of money because I know that the more money I make, the more I donate. And so I guess it just helps me like be more relentless in my marketing and more, um, I don't know. I, I fight less of like the money mindset demons, I guess, because I know that the more money I generate, like the more I'm directly giving that back to causes that I care about. So, um, I think that that's just kind of like an added benefit of having these like multiple bottom lines to your business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you ever we all need all the motivation we can get and all the kind of like things that make us feel good about where we show up every day in our business. Mhm. Okay, so do you have any more tips on Okay, let me restate this. We have determined our goal, we have made sure that it's like the right season for it. We have made sure it doesn't conflict with other goals we have personally or in business. And we've talked about like, what are we going to give up in terms of time, resources, whatever it is in order to make room for 
this, the work that will need to happen to, to move toward this new goal, what do we do to put it like into actions that actually go on a calendar so that we wake up and we know what we're doing? Yes, absolutely. So that's the important part, right? (laughs) Um, It's to make the goal actionable. So I start with what are the projects you need to make your higher goals happen? Um, So again, coming back to like the passive income goal, like, you know, that you want to like transition and have less hours, but you want to make money through like a passive income product, you know, that would be creating the course or membership and then having all that set up and then your marketing plan for that. So those would be like the higher level projects that you would need to make that happen if you're transitioning into like a digital project product or passive income. Or, you know, if it's like make X amount of money, um, what do you need to sell to make that happen? Like if you're a product-based business, how many of your product do you need to sell? You know, and what's your focus going to be for those products? Like if you have multiple product lines, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of breaking down if it's a money goal, like how are you going to make that money? And then how, you know, and then to market that or to get those additional customers, what has to happen? So what are those projects that you're going to have to work on to build towards that goal? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And then your timeline for these projects. So again, we kind of mentioned this, but everything's not going to happen on January 1. And any larger goal is going to take multiple steps and probably multiple projects for you to get there and a shift in your strategy. So that takes time. So you kind of want to map. What I do is I just like take a piece of paper and have like four quarters, like write out like quarter one, two, three, four, and Mm -hmm. map out kind of what I'm focusing on for that particular quarter. So if I'm creating a course, quarter one is going to be about creating the course. And then maybe quarter two is where I ramp up my marketing. Um, If I'm doing products, you know, maybe I pick the product line I'm going to focus on marketing in quarter one and then the avenues that I'm going to focus on, you you know, using for that. Is it Instagram? Is it in-person? Well, probably not now, but (laughs) in-person events. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, are you going to go to in-person events? Like, and, you know, what events are those? So I would kind of map out in the quarter of like when I'm going to try to make these projects happen. Um, And then what do you need to make the projects happen? Do you need like, do you need to invest in tech and software? Do you need content? So that's like copywriting design. If you're, you know, moving into a new platform with video, like, you know, do you need a video editor, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, so what kind of content do you need? Um, Is there other people or help that you need to make this happen? Like, so if a project is particularly time consuming, like, are you going to maybe have to ask your spouse to like, take on more of the household work or help you with the kids or something like that? I mean, you really want to think about like, all the things you need to make these projects happen. Um, Another thing is, what do you need to learn to make this happen? So maybe you need to learn a new skill. Um, And then how, you know, where are you going to go for that? And then like hiring and team adjustments. So maybe you have a small team now, but if you're planning on expanding or doubling like your revenue, that might mean you need to hire more people to make that happen. So you really want to examine kind of what in your day-to-day operations need to be changed? And, you know, is there any special things that this particular project needs to come to life? Mm -hmm. You really want to look at your current business operations and ask, like, how do they support this goal? Um, 
you know, are you like, do you have enough inventory even like stuff like that? Like, you know, what kind of adjustments in your day-to-day business operations might you need to adjust? And start adjusting like in quarter one to be able to like have time and space and resources to make your current goal happen. Um, As well as carving out time in your day-to-day schedule to make this happen. Can't really just be like, I'm going to work on these projects and not actually put time into your calendar. So I recommend to people, and it depends how you work. So some people work better in big batches. So like, can you take every Friday off and dedicate it to this new project, like off Mm -hmm. your reg, you know, your normal day-to-day operations. Can you carve out like a whole day or, you know, is it more beneficial for you to say, I'm going to spend two hours on this project. And that's what I had to do is because I didn't have the big space that I could take out of like my day-to-day clients and my day-to-day business operations to make a project happen. And so I had to commit where I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I focus on this for two hours a day. Um, So it's really important to actually schedule in the time of when you're going to make this happen, not just saying, hey, here's my goals. Here's the list of things I need. You need to actually find time in your calendar and schedule to start working on these to-do lists or, you know, you can hire a team and assign people those things as well. Right. Like, but still you need mm-hmm. to make a plan for that and start to get that in place. Um, Cause it's really easy to write out what you need, but it's much harder to kind of block out that time to make it happen. Um, the other thing is, is like, once I kind of brainstorm everything out is I will put it in a project management tool. I'm a big component of project management tools. So that's, Things like Trillo, Asana, ClickUp, um, Airtable. There's a lot of different ones out there. Um, And so you definitely kind of, once you brainstorm the projects and brainstorm some of the things you need, go ahead and start putting putting it into your project management tool. So you have a place where it lives in one spot and you can start adding to it. I don't recommend that you sit here like right now and try to be like, okay, I need five graphics and you know, like all those details. Think of the big picture project. And then as you start working on the project, you can fill out your plan. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is a mistake I tend toward is like, I, I'm kind of like an all or nothing thinker or I tend to be. So I'll be like, okay, I have this project. Like I'm going to make it the most detailed plan possible, like down to like the most minute detail. And I do it for like one section of the product project. And then I'm like exhausted by it and kind of like, will just go away from it. Um, so I like this idea of like, you don't have to go into like the minutia right now, but kind of like, getting the basic framework of the project out is going to be more helpful than like, you know, getting, getting into the weeds. Yeah, exactly. And like, for example, the course example, I'm going to just use that. Like for that example, it's like quarter one, I'm going to focus on outlining the content. I'm going to focus on recording the content. And those might be like the two projects for a course in quarter one, even though that sounds small, it can be a lot of work. And then quarter two is where I hire people. And I look, you know, look for help in setting up the tech side and getting the sales page ready and all that. And then quarter three might be when I actually launch the course. And then that's when I would plan out my actual like marketing plan and what I need there. Mm-hmm. 
So that's just kind of an example of maybe a larger, you know, project that you're working on. It needs to be three quarters because maybe a Mm -hmm. project just can't be, you know, all in one quarter. Um, And it just really depends on the scale of the project and what needs to happen and whose help you need. (laughs) Right. Right. And just before we move on from project management software, I know that you're not going to mention this on your own, so I'm going to prompt you. Um, But yeah, like Mariah said, there are so many different options you can look to in terms of like free tools that basically just help you keep your business organized. Um, Mariah is like a master at many of them, but Mariah is particularly skilled at and like has a lot of content around Trello. So um, do you want to just share a little bit about like what Trello is and um, if anyone's interested in learning from you on how to use Trello, like where they can find some of those resources. Sure. So Trello is a project management app. It's software. And basically it allows you to really customize how you use it. It's probably one of the more customizable apps in terms of like you kind of design how you want it to be set up and how you put your data in, if that makes sense. Um, So I have a lot of resources on it. And I do have some mini courses around using Trillo and also with helping you evaluate your business for the year ahead um, and manage your business with Trillo. That course, I have a strategic planning board where I give you prompts to evaluate all your business operations <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and what has happened in your business that year. And then I also have a 90-day planning board where you take kind of what you've planned for your business and you break that down into a 90-day plan and how I utilize Trillo to do that. So it, it just walks you through my process of using Trillo to plan my year and then plan that into my day-to-day operations. And there's a lot of other templates. I use it for all the things, like literally. So it keeps my content strategy going. I have all my courses that I've ever bought for my business live in Trillo, my content bank. It is really the central hub to my business. And I encourage everyone, whether or not it's Trillo, that you have a project management tool that can act as your central hub. Because at some point, you're going to get where you can't keep everything in your head. And honestly, mm-hmm. it just caused that causes so much stress for people because they don't have a centralized place where they can go and see their plans and where they can go and like find files and, you know, know what's, you know, know like where, what's their, your branding hex code and stuff like that. Um, A project management tool allows you to have that centralized place for your plans, for your information, for everything you need to run your business. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and on my soapbox <laughs> yeah it's like I feel like I am resistant to the idea that like I have to use one but I always come back to it because like you know my brain plus calendar plus pencil and paper really will work for me for a few days at a time and then I get overwhelmed so um I I, I have to co-sign this idea like it does take a little bit of work to kind of get it structured and organized and kind of play around with what setup is going to work best for you. For me personally, like I kind of alluded to earlier, it's a little bit of like, I try, I'm trying not to overwhelm myself with it. So I try to just keep like the basics in there. I have, I store some things in there and then I have like 
major deadline dates, but I try not to have like the, the, all the tiny little details for me that doesn't work. (laughs) So I think just playing around with what works for you is a good idea. There's not going to be like one setup that works for everyone, but, um, for me, nothing replaces pen and paper. I have one next to me right now doodling and (laughs) taking notes as we're talking, but so like that will always be part of it. But you know, yeah, I, I can't have like volumes of notes that I go back to when, like you said, I need a hex code for a color in my branding or, um, what else do I, oh, like my, for example, like store my resellers permit and my business licenses, which for product-based businesses, you actually have to like kind of use those often and send them to people who need them. So, um, anything that you need handy, really great place to put them. Long-winded way of saying like, I agree begrudgingly I agree (laughs) yeah and I'm not against playing on paper like I do like to brainstorm out on a piece of paper but then I'll like go in and put it in my project management tool and I think a lot of people kind of get caught up on like the right way to structure it there's not necessarily a right way like there's a way that might make better sense or like be a little easier for you but it's really about how does your brain work best so for some people they like to see kind of like everything in one spot like I want to see all my to-dos where other people are like, oh my God, if I see like a list of 50 things, my head's going to explode. So for mm-hmm. them to compartmentalize their projects into smaller pieces work better for them. So it just kind of depends on your like personal style and how you like to approach. I mean, it's much like that big goal, right? Like, so if like that really big number freaks you out, you know, maybe break right. it down to smaller. If having a hundred to do items freaks you out, maybe break it down into small, you know, a smaller scale. Like, okay, what has to happen this month, or what happens like these ninety days, or you know, what's the first five steps that need to happen to get this project going? Um, I think a lot of people just get overwhelmed with trying to think out every little step, no matter what. Like, I'm in the project management space, so I love to like kind of map out a big project. However, you are never going to think of every little thing you need, like ever. I mean, I tell clients that all the time. I'm like, listen, I, I'm sure I forgot to put like, we need a Facebook header for that <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like there's always going to be like something small you miss, but the advantage of starting to use a project management tool and mapping out these bigger projects is if you're consistent with it, you're going to build a template. So next time, if you launch a course, you have the things that you did that first time kind of documented. Um, and you have a lot right. of materials and stuff like that all in one place. Um, so I, I wouldn't get too caught up in the minute planning if that stresses you out. Like if it makes you feel better to get all the stuff out of your brain, do it. But if it doesn't, just kind of go with like, what are the first five steps I need to take to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great advice. Okay. So Mariah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to get to work on planning all my, my three North stars. Um, (laughs) um, Before we wrap up, I have my three questions that I asked you last time. Last time I asked Mariah, what is one business she admires? And she refused to answer because she didn't want to play favorites. Um, Will you, do you, will you be answering that question this time, Mariah? Um, way to put a girl on the spot oh my goodness lauren um 
So mine is not exactly a business. It is a nonprofit, um, you know, which is still a business. Um, I worked in the nonprofit space for quite a while, but it's the ACLU. I feel like particularly in the last few years um, that this particular organization has done so much for us as a country. Um, and I, we have definitely been donating, honestly, like more heavily than we had prior um, in the last four years, because I do feel like that they, you know, really stepped up and have helped so many like underrepresented groups um, and kind of have kept us like the ship from completely falling over, to be honest. And I know that's political, mm-hmm. but that is just kind of like welcome a, here. a personal, um, kind of like just something personal that I don't necessarily like tell people a lot about, but we do donate to the ACLU because like I said, I feel like they've kept us from completely just like sinking under and um, a lot of groups that have don't have the representation have been supported by them. Right. Um, can I just say that I, I think one of the reasons I love you, Mariah, is like you always break the rules. I'm like... <laughs> Tell me a business. The first episode, you won't give me anything. This episode, you give me a nonprofit, which makes me think maybe that should actually be the question. Like, what is a business or cause that you um, <laughs> admire? So I great answer, but just so, so true to form. Um, what is a book that you would recommend? Oh, man. Um, so I usually, when it comes to planning, I really like to read. Um, Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin to get me in the planning mood because that really helps get me out of the box and think just beyond my business as well as like kind of like, what do I want in my life? Like what I want in my day to day? You know, what is being me mean? Not, you know, all in my life, but also in my business. Like how can I show up and be where I feel... I don't know where I feel comfortable. I hate to say like comfortable because I do feel like you have to get out of your comfort zone in your business, especially to like meet those bigger goals. But at the same time, it's kind of like, am I running my business in a way that kind of supports who I am? Or am I trying to be somebody else or do strategies that don't align with who I am? And honestly, it's not like necessarily a business book, but it definitely is a book that gets me into that mindset. Perfect. Amazing. Thank Did you. Did I recommend this book last time, Lauren? No, I actually okay. just checked. Last time you recommended Atomic Habits by James okay, Clear. And You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. So okay. I will link all three of those. Um, okay, Mariah, tell everyone all the things. Where can they find you, connect with you, um, learn more about your work? I know you have a ton of like free resources, too, on organization. Where can people get all of that? You can find me. My website is Bloom Hustle Grow, and I am Bloom Hustle Grow across all social media platforms. Um, I have a lot on Pinterest, and in 2021, I will be starting my YouTube channel. So you can you can find me there now, but there's not very much there. But um, starting in 2021, there will be new video releases, and I can say that confidently because I'm already working on them. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're so organized. Yes. Amazing. Well, Mariah, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast again. I am always blown away by the way your brain works. It's so different from mine. And it's just, it's like you make these 
this impossible task to me of getting organized, like really manageable and approachable with like clear steps. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with me and with the listeners. And I hope to have you back again in a few months. Thank you so much, Lauren, as always. And I love, you know, getting to be in the space with you. I'm so glad that you are in my life and my business life because you've definitely taught me so much and um, you always encourage me to do better. Okay. I just want to stop what I'm doing right now and start planning my 2021. I love Mariah's whole life comprehensive approach to planning. As she says, our businesses don't exist in isolation. They're part of our life overall, and we need to take that into account as we plan. I also love her emphasis on allowing your North Star goal to be something other than revenue. Maybe you want more balance or to donate more products or to provide more job opportunities. Getting clear on what you really want is powerful and empowering. And side note here. Definitely download the Good Business Workbook if you need help identifying what you care most about. It was designed to help you do just that, and you can get it at makinggoodpodcast.com slash goodbusiness. You can find links and resources from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 39. Mariah's website is full of amazing free content about getting organized in business. I would definitely recommend that you go check that out. It is, of course, linked in the show notes. I know Mariah and I would both love to hear from you on Instagram. You can find Mariah at Bloom Hustle Grow and me at Making Good Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time. <laughs>